Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello. How's it going? Thank you ever so much, as ever, for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying it, just the usual things, please tell other people about it. Do it on the internet or when you see them or on the phone. If you're that kind of, if you're that kind of, you're a phone user. Keep them. Um, a lot of my friends like, like talking on the phone and I'm trying to make myself like that a bit more. Next time you're talking to someone on the phone, talk to them about the Hoovering podcast. If you've got any spare monies, then um, on the site called Patreon, which is the absolute knockers, go to patreon.com forward slash the Hoovering pod and you can swap m- amounts of money a month from tiny to loads. Also, if you want to just give one money and then cancel the next month. I don't care. Um, and you get prizes in exchange. I like calling them prizes, but I think the official term is rewards. Everything from guest recipes to discounts to live shows to the chance to kill me is on there as well. You've got loads of money. Also, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, this is the last chance I'm going to beg you for this. But uh, if you're listening to this on the Friday, then on Saturday, the 6th of October in Manchester, as part of the Manchester Podcast Festival, we're doing our first ever live hoovering. 
spring, go to manchesterpodcastfestival.com and I've made them make the tickets a bit cheaper. I thought they were a bit steep, so I've made them a bit cheaper. If you can come and you're listening to this early enough and this is the first you're hearing of it, then do please come. Finally, please rate, review and subscribe. Give us five stars. Blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about this week's episode. It's a bit of a deviation from the norm and maybe something of an indulgence, but fuck it, I think I've earned it. Sandwiched between some seriously superstar guests, this week I'm talking to my nana, Irene Greenway. This is something I've wanted to do for a while and something I've known it was better to do sooner rather than later because nana is 89 and at 89, whoever you are, it starts getting tricky to remember stuff. So with that in mind, uh, this is a slower conversation than usual. And I give Nana lots of space to try and remember stuff. Uh, And actually, I think that leads to quite a lovely conversation. I hope you agree. Also, I mean, we often deviate far from the topic, but I found that in the moment I didn't really care. Nana kept forgetting that we were recording a podcast. Um, but I think it's worth it. Her memories of the war, her childhood and her extraordinarily close shave with incest are amazing, uh, I think. I really hope you like this one. Are you having tea? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Mikey hates coffee so much that if I make a coffee, I have to use a different spoon. Really? I think he's making it up, <laughs> that he can taste well, a coffee is, granule. It is amazing that uh, if you have got a dislike... You, you can really sniff it out have anywhere. It deeply, yes. But he will. If he's absolutely exhausted, he will force a coffee down with the <laughs> caffeine. You say, oh, don't put yourself through it. He sort of wretches it down. I suppose it's still better for you in one of those. They do these awful, like, energy drinks now called oh, things yes. like Monster and stuff like that that all teenagers are obsessed with. And they're full of all sorts of other things at Taurine and who knows what's in them that makes them keep you awake other than caffeine. Thank you very much. What? I've bought you a snack to try. A snack? Yeah. Did you like your um, pasta? Yes, I didn't eat all of it. No, fair enough. So I've got some. I don't know that it's... You could text Gary to call off his fish and chip run later, but he always gets too much anyway. Yes, I got a coffee. So during the war, um, no, it's after the war. Yeah, I worked in um, the RAE at Farnborough. Yeah, what's the RAE? Royal Aircraft Establishment. Yeah, and uh, I was working. Well, I've worked in different places, but uh, a chap came and found me found you because he he knew yeah. I had left school with my A-level French ah. and um, I wanted to um, do a degree well I did a, a, in maths originally oh, wow. I did Sorry. real and applied maths French and Latin Ooh. and they were the subjects I wanted to take yeah but uh, I wasn't allowed to do it because it didn't fit in with the timetable. I know. So you had to do French and maths? No, I did maths, pure and applied. Yeah. Botany. 
Oh, like a chemist. Yeah, and I had to do botany, chemistry. plant chemistry. Um, is that what botany is? Yes. Cool. Well, biology is botany and zoology, and I prefer right. the botany to the zoology. Mm. And then I had to do physics. They said if I did, would wanted to do maths. Yeah. Which I found easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's okay. You've always been a smashing maths head. Well, I've. Um, it was just oh, born that way. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think I, it I takes graft. Sorry. I think it takes a bit of graft as well. Hmm. Right. So Ooh, what's I've, this? I've made you this snack. I don't. It's a combination of things I know you like, but that I bet you haven't tried together before. No. So I know you like peanut butter, especially whole food peanut butter with nothing added, no sugar yes. or anything. And I know you like apples. Yes. So have you ever had a bit of peanut butter on a slice of apple as a snack? No. <laughs> it is delicious. And if really? you don't buy sweetened peanut butter, it's high calorie, but it's not bad for you. Oh, good. And it's a lovely, <laughs> creamy flavour combination. It's delicious. Yeah. There you go. Right. Yum yum in my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly using little phrases like that with Rudy, and I wonder how many have come from you, Nana. <laughs> right, I'm trying it. Mmm. Mmm, delicious. Do you like it? Mmm, lovely. It's not things you'd think to have together. <coughs> and then, you know, M&S began doing it as a snack you could buy. Really? With the apple already sliced and a bit of peanut butter for something like two quid or whatever. And I bought it thinking there are worse things to buy at 11pm on the way home from a gig when you're peckish, not mm. crisps or whatever. Or a can of gin and tonic <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and then I, I, was, I was like, God, that goes together so well. And I thought, that's a very easy snack to make at home. It needs to be a really sharp apple. This is a Braben. If you had it with a flowery apple that's not the tangy enough, it wouldn't quite work. No. Yeah. What do you think? It's lovely. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Top plan. I hope it's out to any more. Thank you very much. <laughs> Come again. <laughs> <laughs> I did really want to bake for you, but I remember. I don't know. You're always baking Easter cookies. I was, yes. Easter yeah. biscuits. Easter biscuits. Mm. Is that an Australian thing? It feels like that's an Antipodean thing. Is that an English thing? I think it's a Suffolk thing. Oh, is it? You grew up in Suffolk, mm. but you've lived in Dorset now for ages. Is that a Suffolk thing? Easter biscuits. They're like oat biscuits, aren't they? Almost like rock cake with raisins or sultanas or something. Are they all chewy like a cookie inside? I was bought a recipe book when I was um, engaged <laughs> to my Belgian cousin. Yes! When I, I was, can't believe this has come up so early. <laughs> I love it. It's on my list of things to ask. I have got in quotation but marks. I've still you. got that Easter biscuits. Oh, you've still got the recipe from when I was engaged to my cousin. <laughs> Wow! To Irene from Binny and Ted Tomlinson. Wow! Now that was when Paul 
Your brother? My brother met this Audrey and she was the daughter of Binny Tomlinson. Wow, and they married and they were, so, they were married. Well, they, they thought they were. Oh, you're right, you're no, right. Um, Binny, Binny had Audrey. She'd married this chap. Right. I've forgotten her name, his name, but he was already married. <gasps> Scandalous. Scandalous? <laughs> yes. So Binny, who was Scottish, um, married this Ted, who was a lovely chap, Ted Tomlinson, and he'd been a prisoner of war in Japan. Right. And... Uh, so when Paul met Audrey, it was like us. It was sort of um, instant. Yeah. Knew that the, the like person we wanted to marry, yes. Love and, at first sight, Anna. Yeah. And they got married oh. within three or four months. Did they? Paul and, and Audrey? Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, my mum and dad invited them for Christmas with the Tomlinsons. Right. And she bought me that as a present. Oh. Because I got engaged. <laughs> oh. Of course, I later broke that off because I was so yeah. young. How young were you when you were engaged to your Belgian cousin? 18 or 19. 18. You did tell me about it before. <laughs> Remind me. What, what on earth happened? Did he. Was it sort of arranged, wasn't it? Oh, no. 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 You see, because we hadn't seen my aunt. Because they were occupied in, in Belgium during the war. Right. And uh, Oh, so, right, yeah. So you'd never met her son. So, they met, so he came over and Auntie Evelyn and uh, came and um, for was Christmas. Was he a bit older than you? He was four years older than me. Right. And in fact, I think he might have been five I think he was older than Paul. But I loved swimming, and he liked swimming. Yeah. And he kept coming, you know, wanted to go to the swimming pool. <laughs> See you in your cosy, Nana. <laughs> and I was taking my A-levels. <laughs> yeah. Then my aunt invited me over for my Easter holidays. Well, I was supposed to be swatting for my A-levels, wasn't I? Yeah. But I went to Belgium for <gasps> a month. <laughs> to be fair, during my A-levels, I completed the game Snake on my Nokia phone I had at the time. Did you? It's a very mundane game where you're a snake that's tiny and you have to go around the old, very old-fashioned, like, you know, compared to the phones now. Yes. It was just a very simple screen. And the snake would have to move slowly around the screen and occasionally a dot would come up that would be food. And you'd have to get the f move it to the food, just left, right, up and down, yeah. and eat the food. And as you ate the food, your snake grew a lump of food longer, and the snake was <laughs> never bang into itself. Oh, so it. to complete it took days, because yes. you'd have a solid screen of snake where you were yes. carefully... The trick was to go up and down and up and down the whole length of the screen, yes. so that you never banged into your own tail, <laughs> leaving a line free at the bottom for you to go round... 
clever. I mean, that's a huge waste of time, really, but not as odd as accidentally <laughs> getting you engaged to your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so you went swimming in Belgium. What happened next? Well, he was working, you see. Right. And I was at school. And um, so he came over, I think, in the August. My aunt had paid for my fare to go over to Belgium. Yeah. And, um, and of course, in August, when I was supposed to be going to university, I, um, we got engaged. He proposed to me. <gasps> But I'd never, yes, yeah, because I'd never had a previous boyfriend, yeah, and to be taken out was lovely. I mean, my sister Muriel was the pretty one, and she went, you know, (laughs) she was a ballet dancer. Mm. Was she always being caught? And she had boyfriends, did she? Yes, (laughs) so uh, and they used to call me, um, what do they call me, you know. Somebody who's just interested in books and things. Dweeb? Nerd? Geek? Like a nerd. Bookworm? Geek? I don't know if those words ex- yes, no, existed no, no. in the I've 30s and 40s. <laughs> but it was unkind. They called you no, the librarian. No, it wasn't an unkind word. It was just... Yes. She was the... Oh, silly, I can't remember. <laughs> Glamopus. <laughs> I think it's cool that you had your head in books. That's cool now, Nana. Mm. What's lovely about this recipe book is obviously some of them are a lot more recent. You can see from how faded they are or not, but there's yes. some ancient ones in here like fried fish ball puffs and cheese soup. <laughs> yes. Who's ever had a cheese soup? Um, <laughs> But then, then you've got one in very current, very recent buyer, a honey roasted veg with feta cheese, which oh, yes. sounds like a mum recipe that she'll have yes. dictated yeah. to you. But of course, that was in war, just after the war. We were still rationed, right? So we were very restricted in mm. food, of course. Oh, there's some lovely stuff in here: savoury cheese scramble. Oh, um, but how did it break? I mean, I know I'm meant to be talking about eating, but. What happened? Did you just say, think, I can't marry him, I'm a child, and he's my cousin? Well, I mean, I was... Did I was, everyone just marry their cousins first? Then? Because when I went over to his place, yeah. we had a wonderful time. And um, I was taken out here, there and everywhere. And then... Aww. The time we got engaged was when he took me to Paris. I flew to Paris and he met me. Was he handsome? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You're so kind. (laughs) I suppose I was just fascinated because he couldn't say the and things like that. Oh, because he was so... Belgian. Yeah, but I, you see, I only saw him at holiday times that first year. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but then when I... What, I, I never, Piggly Wigglies? Piggly Wigglies? Oh, I've forgotten. <laughs> Cut thin rashes of lean, streaky bacon in halves, roll up a small piece of seasoned chicken liver in some, a small piece of banana dipped in lemon juice in others... And seasoned champignons or peeled seasoned mushrooms. 
That's the same Chomping thing. on mushrooms, yeah. In the rest, <laughs> run on skewers, place in shallow greased baking tin with skewers supported on edge. Bake in mod oven, 350 degrees FO, for 10 minutes. <laughs> then, turn and bake on other side. Pass round with hot sausages. <laughs> I've even got a serving tip there for piggly wigglies. Who is having a banana dipped in lemon juice inside some bacon? Oi caramba! <laughs> did he have? Did he have a lot? Did you have a quite a high turnover of Exodus guest Exodus at your um your drinks parties, Nana? Because the um. <laughs> Bananas couldn't we couldn't get during the war. Right, so that was pretty snazzy pants. Mm. What are you doing dipping it in lemon juice? <laughs> not sure. Quick fritters, oat cakes. No, that's not Easter. Maybe the Easter biscuits aren't from this particular baked marrow. Or take a picture of you. Fruity sausage meatballs. No, no, this is an absolute treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> I love this book. Oh, you can take Basically, it. taking pictures of the whole book. Homemade wines. Oh yes. Hello. Len Len loved making wine. We made homemade wine. And when you met him, love at first sight. Mm. How old were you then? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Twen- uh, just twenty-three. Still a baby, really. Mm. And you were married in how many? How many times? How many? How much time? 40 years. Oh. But you, I lucky? mean, how you had a 40th luck. wedding anniversary. Do you remember? I remember it. Was a, it. I was nine you, or ten. And your mum and... I was wearing a spotty dress. My children all arranged a surprise party for us. And we sneaked your... Um, <laughs> well, I actually have a terrible memory. Not a terrible memory, but a terrible guilt over... Do you remember it? But it was a secret that Bob was coming from America, your eldest son... Oh, yes. And I gave the secret away. Did you? Well, I remember, at the time, I remember thinking, I've got away with this completely. We were all in your kitchen, the whole rest of the family for some reason, and I said, I kept shouting, and eventually, until you heard me, when Bob comes, will he play football with me? And I, I, at the time, I remember thinking, because everyone just went quiet and carried on talking about something else and changed the subject... This was in your kitchen at Anvil Close. Ah. Well, I probably just thought that was any time. Well, maybe, but I remember thinking, oh, uh, as soon as I said it, thinking, it was a secret. And it was like a week or two before he he was coming. Um, And then years later, well, you know, in my teens, remember relaying to Dad, oh, do you remember when I got away with that? And he said, you didn't get away with it, you bloody idiot. Everybody heard you. We all just had to cover for you. You totally ruined the surprise. I still was a complete surprise. Oh, then great. Screw you, Dad. It was. I'd still made. It was fine. Absolute surprise. Oh, good. Because they. Then we put remembered. them in a tent in the back garden. Yes. You took I remember walking you through where we oh, used to live on Kings West. Come and see our new tent. Come and see our new tent. And then they unzipped this bedroom and they were all inside (laughs) I shall never forget that it was so magical it was so magical well all that helped me accept that Len had gone afterwards yes yeah 
because he had such a wonderful year. He was 70. Was it that year? It was year. It was yes. all within a year? Yeah. God, my childhood memory of that is so warped. That for me, that was a while after that. But of course it wasn't. That's how old I was when he passed away. Yes. Oh. And you cooked every day for your family once oh, you yes. were married. Did you have well, to Well, I work? didn't cook before I was married because Muriel... Muriel was... Oh, she's a wonderful cook. Oh, so hang on. She was the glamour puss and the wonderful a cook. cook. Yes. I feel like you spent a lot of time in the shadow of your sister now. Well, I was. I was very proud of her. I wasn't oh, jealous. You're so kind. Well, I was a fourth one in the family. Yeah, there were others with smelly boys. So when I grew up, grew up I just had to fit in. Mm. I think this with Cathy. She had to just fit in. That's your fourth one. Yes. You just get on mm. if you're a fourth one. Yeah. But you're quite nobody wanted to, n- Nobody wanted to do what I did. But you do what you want to a point now. I mean, I think I'm you... stubborn. You are stubborn, but I'm also stubborn. you live now basically next door to my mum and she is in charge of every situation she's in and you just take it (laughs) so I think maybe that's where your being a fourth one comes in a bit but you are quite determined with things oh yes and so you said you told me that you desperately you knew you wanted lots of children yes you went and you had them well, I didn't I have six. You wanted six. <laughs> you compromised on four. Four And I wanted six boys. <laughs> Did you? Yes. No offence. My mum, my aunt. You got two of each. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, I, I was pleased. Yeah. Uh, when I had a girl, yes. Yeah. And then, you know, we were so pleased when Cathy was a girl because we just bought our bungalow. Yeah. With only three bedrooms. Right, so they needed to share so, rooms. Yes. So, you could have yeah. had... I can imagine Mum would have loved it if you had a, a room with three boys in and then she got one to herself. She'd have loved that. But they're all very close. I mean, yes. Mum and Cathy are so yeah. close. Tell me about feeding a family of four children and did Grandad ever cook? Well, I was new to it, you see. Yeah. Oh, yes, if he... Because he was a king's scout. Mm, what does he, that mean? He was very... High up the scouts. The highest up... The highest... Yeah. Now, now it's a, a queen's scout, of course. Right. Since we've had Queen Elizabeth. Right. When he was a boy, it was uh, the king's scout. And that was his life, because his mother died when he was eight. Right. And um, scouting was his life. Right. He went to camping every year. And uh, yes, his, uh, he was recommended by his scoutmaster for jobs and things like that. Yeah, you know. mm. amazing. Tell me about the first time you ever made him lemon meringue pie. Oh yes, <laughs> he was in the Fleet Air Arm when I met him. Yeah, and uh, in the RAF. No, the the Fleet Air Arm. That's the the one attached to the Navy. Right, I see. Yeah, so Very it's on different. aircraft carriers and things I see. like that. Mm. And uh, he, it was when the Korean War was on. He'd been a pilot during the war. The Second World War. Second World War, yeah. yes. But he had to wait until he'd finished his apprenticeship. Right. Because he was in an occupied, the Royal Aircraft Establishment was somewhere that was necessary for work. 
Right. Because that's where, of course, they developed the Concorde mm-hmm. and branches of it, the atomic bomb. Yes. Yeah. I'm horrified to found I've worked on. <laughs> so tell me what you did. You weren't at Bletchley. You were at the other one. No, I was at Orford Ness to begin Orford with. Orford Ness. Doing maths. Doing maths. Code breaking. But you didn't know what codes you were breaking. No. You didn't know if you were working on the atomic bomb or something like that. Oh, no. You would never have known. Mm. I no knew that we agreed. were working with bombs. Right. Because... Um, but you also knew that you were at war. No, it was after the war. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was after the war. I had a, a girl that I was working with and... Um, doing on my A-levels mm. she wanted to be a doctor Monica Langham and um, when I I got a place at Exeter University uh, in those days my dad had to put £10 deposit on Really? Yes, to hold my place which he had to forfeit because I said I didn't want to go I wanted they wouldn't let when I got engaged to yeah. Hugo they wouldn't let me um, get married until I was 21. Right. They realised, of course, that that was the first boy I'd ever met. Yeah, your parents, this is. Yes. Sounds sensible. So they made me wait. Yeah. And, of course, it was... I went to work. This this uh, Monica Langham's father worked in a sugar beet factory and mm. he said, we're looking for a statistician. Right. Because they knew I wanted to do maths mm. and... Um, so I, I did that, right? which I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, the sugar beet factory had to cycle two miles to Sproughton every day from Ipswich. Yeah. And um, what did sugar beets smell like to be around all the time? Oh, you got used to it and it put you off sugar. Did it? Oh, yes. Well, that's, in a way, <laughs> very handy when I've never had to sugar marry a tea. man that had diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great sugar avoider already. There was the air just very sweet, was The it? walls were covered in fine sugar. Were they? Oh, yes. And you did stats there. But then that led to work on yes. military things. Well, then I, I did one year, because the sugar beet, as soon as it's ripe, mm-hmm. it's collected, and then it's brought to the sugar beet factory. Right. And the sugar beet factory goes, starts working right and it doesn't stop you know it's fed continuously right and uh till the sugar beet has run out right so it's from september till january or february perhaps at the latest Mm -hmm. and then you spent the rest of the year um uh getting clean cleaning everything right ready to start again crumbs and, uh, That's a big clean-up time. <laughs> but I, they kept me on, and uh, I, um, I had to send, as I say, as a statistician, mm. I had to go around the factory at six o'clock in the morning on a Monday. Yeah. I had to be there, cycle two miles mm. to get to Sproughton. Yeah. Uh, and then I had to prepare a telegram to send to head office... Right. I had to go all the way round, checking the amount 
that mm. was in progress right. during in how much they'd produced, you see. Yeah. And uh, for about five or six months, we did that. Great. And then when it stopped, we cleaned it all through. And we had to check the river that when we, the waste went into the river, we had to take samples above and below, you know, Good. when the tide flew. See how much you were polluting the river. the river. Yeah, to make sure we weren't polluting the river. Great. Yeah, it was interesting. And then how did that lead into military work? And was that where you went oh, granddad? Yes, that's when I broke off. Right, from Hugo. I realised... I'm so relieved you didn't because I worked, Hugo, Nana. Worked. None of us would exist, and if we did, we might have... Seven fingers. <laughs> Was everyone just marrying their cousins then? Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back to eating stuff. Uh, Tell me about the first time you made a lemon meringue pie for Grandad. Oh yes, that's when I married Grandad, and uh, we um, lived in. Uh, he was working at. Um, Ford uh-huh. at the time and we lived in a married quarter in Littlehampton mm-hmm. or Rustington actually yeah, just outside and um, only th- three or four weeks after we got there he was sent up to Lossiemouth for about I, th- I think about three weeks three, three months yeah but of course we'd taken this flat because we didn't want to live in married quarters yeah so we'd taken this flat and for a year mm. so we had to take another flat up in London Ugh. up in um, Flossy Lossy Mouth Lossy Mouth close mm. yeah where's Lossy Mouth Scotland yes yeah and this this place where Len got managed to get us accommodation, he flew up and I had to go by train. Mm. Um, was run by two. This house was run by two sisters, and of course he left about seven o'clock in the morning, and they yeah. didn't come home till seven o'clock at night. It was really ridiculous me oh. going. Anyway, um, this this couple played golf. Right. And they offered to take me with them. Mm. So I played golf every day. Wow, did it get any good? <laughs> I enjoyed it. Excellent. And I had some golf clubs. <laughs> Gave me some golf clubs. Oh. Yeah. And what happened with lemon meringue pie? Why is mum and um, Well, that? I felt sorry because the other chaps who went up with Len yeah. for this um, piece that they had to do in Lossiemouth... Their wives weren't with them, so I thought I'd invite them round to dinner. <laughs> and I thought, well, I've made lemon meringue pie at Mum's, yeah. so I'll make it. <laughs> I couldn't remember the recipe. <laughs> it's not like these days where you could Google it. <laughs> no. No, no, it doesn't exist. It didn't exist. And uh, I made it, and, of course, I didn't put anything in to set it. Oh, <laughs> no eggs. <laughs> no eggs. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but I had to ring up my mum. Yeah, she was. I just got on the phone. Yeah, 
because they didn't even have a phone in those oh. days, you know. Did you have to go through an operator? When you picked up the phone, did you have to say, Operator, please may I talk to? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> Fantastic. And she just anyway, helped you I out. made it and it yeah. was a success. Phew, I'm so <laughs> glad the story had a happy ending. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Tell me about tidioggies. Oh, tidioggies, that was Len's word for um, Cornish pasties. Ah. Yes. Did you go on, mum say you'd go on holidays and have, would you? Oh, I'd make, I'd make a box full of food, a trunk. A trunk of food food to take. For all four kids. Yes. And Len. Yes. And you'd have, and she, when you'd go on holidays, she'd have tiddyoggies in the car. (laughs) Did you remember that? Mum did, yeah. Yeah. She's put it on my list here to remind you of. Was she really? Yeah, (laughs) tiddyoggies. I wonder where that nickname comes from. I remember. Well, I think it might have been in the in the fleet era. Yeah, it might have been a mm-hmm. military thing. <laughs> um, also, Grandad called toasted tea cakes TTCs, and I remember you and him would pick me up from school when I was very little, oh, and we would go to a, a tea rooms in Swanage called the Honey Pot. Yes. And have a TTC. That's right. <laughs> Toasted tea cake. Toasted tea cake with hot butter on it. Yes. Four. That's an after And that reminded treat. me of being evacuated. Did it? With a baker. Oh, yes. I was evacuated. To Leicester. To Leicester. Because they thought um, the, the Germans were going to invade yeah. the East Coast. Ipswich, where you were. And my dad was in the First World War. Mm. So... Um, he knew, and he was in Passchendaele, yeah. uh, so he knew what it was like and he wanted us to be in a safe place. Yeah. So the, And the school was evacuated. Right. So, I mean, only half the school went. Yeah. A lot of the parents wanted to keep the parents with them, the children with them. And uh, anyway, I went. How long and, were you um, away for, do you remember? Well... 
We went in the September when we should yeah. have started school. Right. Well, we did a. We were back early because they were. They wanted us off the streets, you know. <laughs> so um, they thought we were safer at school. Right. Uh, we had shelters that we could go to. Right. Didn't you get bombed where you went though, as an evacuee? Yes. <laughs> was that in Cambridge? In Leicester? No, no, it was Leicester. Yeah. We went. We went on a train, a special train for the school, and my parents said goodbye to us, and then we went. And when we got to Leicester, we were taken by coach to the Simon de Montfort Hall, mm-hmm. where they gave us a big reception with lots of speeches. And no, no, I've done tired. gigs there at the de Montfort Have Hall you? in Leicester. Have yes. you? Oh, how lovely. How funny. What a small <laughs> world. Sorry. Well, we were taken to a school. Yeah. And we were given a chair and a blanket mm-hmm. and a pillow and said, make yourselves comfortable for the night. And that was your sort of boarding? Well, that was because it was late at night yeah. and they couldn't put it out to families. Right. But there was one lady helping with the evacuees and she said, well, I want to... Two children, girls, girls, you know. Yeah. And uh, the teacher said, Miss Short, who was my favourite teacher mm. all through school, and I, with her, you know, all her life, um, she was lovely. You were friends with her after school, even? Oh, yes. Aww. Went to her 90th birthday. Oh! <laughs> um, she uh, said, well, I, I've got two sisters. Mm. She didn't know me because I hadn't started the school. But she, wanted, she knew she, but she knew Muriel. she wants to keep together. And, oh. um, and Muriel, you know, with her dancing, yeah. they knew her. Stood out. And uh, so she's only two years older than me. And um, anyway, she took us across to this lady, yeah. uh, which was opposite the school, Wow. And um, there was a baker <gasps> and his wife. Oh, wow. So you stayed in a bakery? <laughs> yeah, but the, the yard was a bakery. Wow. And it was lovely. They they had um, about four men, yeah. three or four men working for them. Mm, lovely. And um, on Mondays, they cleaned the bakehouse. Yeah. And then... The afternoons they had off, the men had off, and then that evening, they the Sampsons, the Mr. and Mrs. Sampson, mm. um, took us to the opera house to see uh, a show. You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you have baked goods to eat every day? Yeah, we could choose our cakes. <gasps> you could choose your cakes. But they were very limited because they were rationed, you see. Yeah. So, um... What cake? Do you remember any of the... Any, even one cake? Oh, um... Chelsea buns. Whoa! <laughs> and tea cakes. We used to get... And tea cakes, Yeah. We used to get Chelsea buns at school at break time. Yeah. Oh, that pigs. Because they really fill you up. Yes. Great big chunky swirl, wasn't it, with icing on top. Yes. And um, anyway, they so Mondays, they they cleaned the bakehouse, and and then um, 
They had the afternoon off, the men. Tuesday, they baked all day. Right. Wednesday morning, they went to market. Okay. And sold the bake, the, all the bread yeah. and bakes. And then uh, Thursday morning, they cleaned the oven again. Yeah. They cleaned the bakehouse. Um, and they, the men had the afternoon off. And we went to the theatre in the evening. On Thursdays. On Thursdays. Fab. And then bake all day Friday and selling it on Saturday. Saturday. Sunday off. Yeah. And on their Monday and Thursday afternoons off, did the men all go to the pub? I don't know. I don't know what they did. Oh, it sounds like a lovely thing. We were so What lucky. an amazing place to have been. You must have been but so that, sad saying goodbye to your parents and then to end up in a bakery. Yes. <laughs> I mean, my parents, we were all excited. Yeah. At the time, but I got terribly homesick, mm. and that's how, how old are you? Muriel and I got close ten. Oh, and uh, I think that's why we are, you know, we're so close yeah. during her life. And the, the boys, we were so lucky with our place we went to, but the boys were unlucky. Right, really, they ended up yes. a bit cruel. Yeah. They went, the first people they went to, they did it because they were paid money to yeah, look to after take us. some kids in. And um, they didn't feed them. No, not yes. at all. Well, they didn't have enough. They asked to be moved. Or well, the second ones, they were so house proud. Oh, no. And we were brought up. We, we took it in turns to do the washing up in our yeah. household. There was four of us. Yeah. One, one week, one washed up, one wiped up, one cleared away. And one set the table. Yeah. So there were four jobs, and then we moved up one each week. Yeah. Rotated, uh, so no one got bored. Yeah. But the, um, I mean, the Samsons were most impressed that we helped, yeah. you know. We were in, Did you they know. have children of their own? No. No. But um, Mrs. Sampson had brought up her seven children, who, <gasps> her, um, her, her sister's children, who oh, died. Really? Yeah. Oh. And, um, Betty, the oldest one, was um, still still there. Yeah. In fact, she was helping. She was the one who wanted the two girls. Right. Just as if possible. And uh, they were so kind to us. Oh, I love it. Anyway, Paul and Gerald went to this other place and uh, they weren't allowed in until they were there. Right. And they didn't want them touching their dirty furniture when they offered to help and things. Didn't trust them. No. And they couldn't. And sometimes they were out till ten o'clock at night because they weren't in the house. That's and awful. Paul was studying for his to go into the navy. Yeah. He 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 loved going. You know, wanted to go into the navy at uh, fifteen. And so my father had found out how to do it, and he got to sit an exam. Mm. So he didn't take his O-levels or school certificate as it was in those days. He just went straight for trying for the Navy. Yeah, just went straight and took his exams in the Navy. I often wonder what they would think, those people, if they knew he'd finished up as a rear admiral. <laughs> they'd, had, they'd turned him out of there. <laughs> would he even let them. him sit in their home? Yes. <laughs> and he's a rear admiral after all. <laughs> You taught me how to make scrambled eggs. Did I? 
Yes. That, well, I learned that from Grandad. Did you? So he yes. hit, that was his... Yes, his speciality. Yeah. That and a white sauce, which you told me you had learnt from that aunt in Belgium. Yes. Who could have been your yes. mother-in-law. My mother, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you taught me a, white, a roux, and you said no one else really knew how to make a roux in England at the time. That's right. Yeah. 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 The, and, um, and you passed that on. Margarine and butter. Yeah. And, um, and scrambly eggs. And they're still... I don't like making a roux anymore. I find it faffsome, but I do do it. Do you? But I love making scrambly eggs. Mm. <laughs> well, it, it made a few eggs go a long way. Yes, I see. You see, that was the thing. Because we're, we're rationed to yeah. so, only so many. And feeding four kids. Mm. And Mum said you made them all a hot breakfast every day. Oh, yes. Len always wanted to cook breakfast. Every day? Every day. Mushrooms and he always felt they should have something in their tummies before they go to school. I mean, I agree with that, but mm. these days you can get away with a Bivitalite biscuit <laughs> <laughs> to cook every morning. Yeah. As well as get four kids up, Nana. Mm. That's superhuman. <laughs> they all had their rotor. Yeah. Especially they when they were all in. starting to learn the piano and yeah. practising and... Crumbs. Nikki was practicing her dancing because Nikki could have taken that ballet as a career, you know. My mum. Yeah. Was she that good? Mm. I think you've maybe got rose-tinted memory of it because that's your daughter. Or is she? Was she an amazing dancer? She was a cellist as well. She was all the sexy things. My mum. Well, she she won. She got the cello because. We took her to a concert when we were camping down in Cornwall. There was um, a concert on somewhere. Mm. And I can remember because Cathy, I wondered whether she was old enough. But luckily she was as good as gold. Oh, good girl. But Nicky was absolutely taken with this boy playing with the cello. Fingers crossed it was the cello and not the boy that she was taken with. <laughs> anyway, uh, when she... Uh, when Bob when Bob took the 11 plus, he didn't pass. Mm. When, so he went to the school, yeah. which we were quite happy about because that was a school that Len went to when he was a boy. Yeah. It was a new, newer school, but mm. it was run by the same people. And Len didn't go to a grammar school, so he was quite content with that, and we were. And then Mike passed the scholarship. Yeah. And when he went to the grammar school, he could choose to play a musical instrument. Ah. And they would give him free lessons for a year. Wow. Did he choose a piano? He played the violin, because Len had a violin. Ah. His mother was a um, musician very painful. He does the music for this podcast, my Uncle Mike. Does he? Yeah, there's music at the beginning and the end oh. and in little bits and bobs. Oh, you and must it, he must that to me. Yeah, he um, he composed it for it, oh, us lovely. and me especially. Yes, very clever. At the end of every episode, I say, music by Mike Greenway. <laughs> lovely. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes, he's always loved music. And Mum and Dad. He's inherited... Len's side of the music. Right. Mm. 
Were any of your kids fussy eaters as children, but they're just not allowed to be because there are four of them? The only thing was, I remember, is your mum had a fish bone at some time in her food. Yeah. And it put her off fish. She wouldn't eat fish Fish. then? No. What, did you have to get her something else when you had fish and chips? Didn't you have fish and chips after swimming, Mum says? Mm. We did. Every week you'd all go swimming and then get fish and chips. Would she just get a chicken Mm. and mushroom pie? (laughs) That's what Hattie has. Yeah, probably. Mm. So (laughs) funny because she loves fish now. Yes. Doesn't she? Yes. (laughs) Um, My cousin Dan and I used to love your cheesecakes when you made cheesecakes a lot when we were little. But then Len, your husband, had diabetes, which a type that came on later. Mm. And then you had to change, obviously, the way you were cooking and take all the sugar out of everything. What was that like? Well, I did it for all of us. Yeah. So... Does everybody get really thin? No, but I've never had anybody really fat. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, I've put on weight since I retired for the last two or three years. I used to be more energetic. Can't do it now. <laughs> you hardly eat anything. Um, I try to lose weight. You shouldn't be trying to lose weight, Nana. You're 89. <laughs> you can do what you like. <laughs> Believe me, if I, I get to 89 <laughs> and I want a Snickers for dinner, I'm going to have a Snickers <laughs> for dinner. You really, just do what you like. Have a great, great time. Well, I do. I do Good. still have what I like. Good. <laughs> I don't eat anything I don't like. <laughs> Good. Good for you. See, it doesn't stretch that far being the fourth one that just people pleases. <laughs> So the three of us, Dan, his young, who's a few years older than me, George, who's my age, and me, would spend lots of our school holidays with you while our parents... Oh, yes, I remember. I enjoyed working. But you say you enjoyed it, but Dan and I were... George oh, was yes, Dan I and I were naughty. <laughs> I remember you were naughty when I had a student. I had to pick up a student. <laughs> We would dare each other to do terrible things from Harrow House. <laughs> you had a cheese slice that had a tiny wooden mouse on it with a little leather tail that was very easy to take out. <laughs> and Dan would dare me, but then I'd be very up for it, to see how many times I could pop the leather tail in your dinner. And you'd have to discover it and go, oh, what's that? And put it on the side of your plate. <laughs> and then I'd get it again and do it again, sometimes three <laughs> times per meal. <laughs> You are such a I didn't realise what you were doing. Goat. I feel awful confessing it now. Both Dan and I feel so much guilt. For I remember once we took food out of your fridge and hid it under your bed. Margarine and things. I think we confessed and put it back before. It had taken too long for you to realise. <laughs> we were so cheeky. And I remember winding I up I loved the having you, yes. We were, na- we were naughty. Um, you've got a good story about the, the, uh, the first time you made a curry and um, what Bob made of it. Oh, yes. <laughs> he finished the plate and then he said, don't ever, never, 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 never cook me that dinner again. <laughs> <laughs> he hated it, but he wolfed it all. He wolfed it all, yes. <laughs> and now hungry. he loves a curry. Yes. <laughs> Never, 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 never make that for me again. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, fun. Things like that stick in your mind. 
We yeah. had um, at Farnborough, we had a then made the dining room into a playroom for the children. Wow. And I can remember one Christmas we bought the boys um, train sets. We went up to London. I went up to London. Got it from that Hamleys, is it? Yeah, wow. Yes. That's swanky. And uh, bought this for the pair of them. And Len had made a, a big cardboard um, framework. Wow. He had fun doing it because mm. he loved them. You see. Building stuff. And yeah. uh, he put all this track on, fix it on. And it was in our dining room facing the wall. And the children didn't know. <gasps> oh, <laughs> and it was hidden there until yes, Christmas. Until Christmas. That's so <laughs> sweet. I love it. <laughs> Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. There's a cloud the size of a continent containing actual cats and dogs. It's going to rain actual cats and dogs any minute and cause a really hairy, smelly, clawsy apocalypse. They've agreed, the cloud, to dissipate and actually the cats and dogs just go and live their lives on the land as normal cats and dogs should, not harming anyone. Hmm. But only if you, and for some reason it has to be you, do 50 yoga salutations to the sun in a row. (laughs) It sounds tiring, but you do it. You're a hero. You saved all those people that would have been crushed by pets from the sky. Um, But you're very tired. The point is you're very tired. You've just done a huge exercise. You're You're allowed to have a shower or whatever you want to freshen up. But your reward is the feast of your dreams. I don't want you thinking about health or calories or anything like that. Just think about how hungry you are when you've just done a big, long, lovely walk or something just like that. So I want to know. And these things don't have to exist. They don't have to be attainable. The people don't have to be people you could actually get there. They could really have to be people who are alive. Um, They could be celebrities or whatever. Mm. What I want to know is what would be your dream meal? What would you be drinking with it? What would be your favourite drink to have with it? Who would be there? And where would you be? Probably bass fish fillets. Ooh, bass fish fillets. Mm. Okay. But strangely enough, I'm not all that keen on chips. Okay. So um, I would have to have just, you know, sliced new potatoes. Ooh, lovely. Which um, are fried. Mm. Bit. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And because I love cauliflower. Mm, cauliflower. And peas and carrots. Cauliflower, peas and carrots. Just boiled. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Or steamed. Or steams. Mm. Lovely. Anything to drink? Yeah, a glass of white wine. Lovely. <laughs> a favourite type of white wine. Or not fussy. Not fussy. Not fussy. No. And who would you have there? Well, I'd like all my family. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of people then. Mm. You've got even great grandkids. Yeah. Four children. How many grandkids? Six. Six grandkids. Yeah. And six great grandkids. Is that right? Yeah. Crikey. 
Wow. And my best friends. Yeah. Because Barra's died. My oldest friend, she was born the day before me, she's just died. I'm mm, sorry. But, uh, and Kate. And Dot in my latter years has been yeah. a great friend. Oh, <laughs> have us all there. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Not a lot, got a lot to be thankful for. I haven't got anything to complain about. No. You're going to make me cry. Mm. <laughs> We're all very lucky. Yep. Hats off and huge thanks to my ineffable nana, Irene Greenway, one of the kindest, most positive, bright and brilliant women there are. I lost my shit a bit at the end of that chat and had to blub it out. One honour I have getting to hear all those juicy, funny, heartfelt, honest stories. Uh, I'm sorry that it was a little bit scattier than usual. Um, but you know, who cares? Not me. Follow this podcast if you don't already. It's at The Hoovering Pod on Instagram and on Twitter. And there's a Facebook page you can find. Please rate, review and subscribe. Give it five stars. Why not? Give it all the stars. You can follow me as well. I'm on all of the internet. I'm at Jessica Fosterkew, F-O-S-T-E-K-E-W. If you want to send me something longer than a tweet, go to my website, jessicafosterkew.com. I love it when I hear from you, emails and whatnot. Thank you to those of you who have been making contact. It is, brings me great joy. If you want to come see me do live stuff, I'm running new material gigs in London. Uh, they're called Honers Club. If you look up uh, wegottickets.com, then on there, search for Honers Club. H-O-N-E-R-S. No apostrophes. Uh, club. And as I said, my live show, first live hoovering show is on tomorrow in Manchester, Saturday the 6th of October. If you're listening to this after the fact, you can ignore that. If you're listening to this immediately and you're in Manchester and you think, hang on, I'd like to come to that, then go to manchesterpodcastfestival.com. Finally, thanks to those of you who are sharing this podcast far and wide and those of you who are my patrons who are, are, are helping me financially. Thank you so much. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week. Happy hoovering. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.